0: This is the Oanda Podcast, brought to you by Jazz FM's Business Breakfast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast with me, Johnny Hart. Each week, we take a look at the latest market and business stories with Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham. It's a very good morning to Craig. How are you doing?
1: Very strange, recording this in the morning. Very good morning to you as well.
0: Yes, it's a short one today for a short week as we enter the holiday period. Now, it is part of my contract that I have to mention Brexit, so I've mentioned it now, and we don't have to talk about it again. Great, let's move on. (laughs) Nothing is happening at the moment, which has come as a great relief to us all. So it's nice that we can move on just for the time being, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's, It's been a nice break. It's been nice to actually just talk about other things because there are other things obviously happening in the world. So to be able to not discuss. The ins and outs of something that's been as frustrating as Brexit has actually been quite nice. So this week's been a nice relief and hopefully next week will be more of the same.
0: Yeah, very much on the back burner, but I'm sure it'll return uh, sooner or later. Now, how did markets end this short week as we enter Easter break?
1: to us it's been a very quiet week and markets as a whole have really reflected that we've seen a little bit of range trading we haven't seen anything too extraordinary there's been some news flow actually i mean we have uh, as we discussed on last week's podcast we have seen things like the chinese gdp data was higher than market expectations but we didn't really see that much of a move on the back of it obviously had the uk labor market data inflation data retail sales data throughout the week and again there just hasn't been a massive reaction i do wonder whether that is does just reflect the fact that investors are maybe just taking a step back uh, like the rest of us, maybe it is a lack of participation in many ways with people extending the Easter break. A lot of them would be away, wouldn't they? Well, that, that's the I meaning. For example, if I don't have many holidays, if I'm over the other side of the pond, I'm using this as an opportunity to have a full week off. You only have to book four days off to have a full week off. Even here, if your kids are away, you book eight days off, you get two weeks off. And I think that does tend to happen quite a bit. How does that affect
0: business globally? We never really talk about this is when markets are very quiet. Does that have a trickle down effect?
1: I don't necessarily think so. I don't think it's necessarily a markets thing. I think it's just more of a general consumer thing. If people are going abroad at this time of year, then obviously it's going to have, maybe have a domestic effect. But it, I th- these things are quite cyclical as well. So th- things think as silly as the currency movements can drive whether people go abroad on holiday or stay domestically. But from a markets perspective, it can have one of two effects, really. One is that you do tend to see lower volumes this time of year. The second part is the volatility aspect. Now, that can depend on news flow. If we see a lot of news flow, volatility can actually spike significantly because of the lower volumes. Although more often, I would say what you tend to see is actually lower volatility just because there's maybe less news flow as well and there isn't that much of a response. The data we've had this week is very much reflective of this. We saw that better Chinese data. We didn't see too much of a reaction to the upside, which is surprising in many ways because of the concern there's been around the Chinese economy. Uh, Things like fixed asset investment, retail sales were all higher than expectations as well, adding to the trade data, adding to the PMIs we saw uh, previously uh, as well. The one area we maybe did see a bit of a response was kind of the oil markets, which may not be the first thing you think of when you think of Chinese data, but I think it's the second largest consumer uh, of oil globally. Obviously, China's a major driver of the global economy, and the oil markets have a demand and a supply side of the equation, so China is very much part of the demand side and a big part of that. So the fact that we have had this higher data, uh, a reflection of maybe we are going to see more demand, and that's helped to support price, not necessarily drive them higher, but very much support them.
0: We're right in the middle of earnings season, what results have stood out for you?
1: So we've had a few results so far. We're just under a week in at the moment. We've talked on the show last week about how JP Morgan's results were very encouraging, not just because of the numbers themselves, but also what their outlook was. They were very bullish, um, it seems, across many aspects. This week's been more of a mixed bag, to be honest. Uh, We had Goldman Sachs, which um, didn't necessarily blow people away. There were some positive components, but again, things like the trading side were a bit of a a concern. Um, There was more of a focus on cutting costs necessarily than revenue generation, and uh, we were comparing to last year, which was um, a lot stronger. In the first quarter, so uh, there was a bit of a disappointment here. Things like Netflix again was another disappointment this week because subscriber growth was strong, but it wasn't necessarily strong uh, as expected to be as strong for the next quarter as the market had already factored in. And there's been other results as well, which have maybe just been here or there. But again, there's a low bar for this quarter, and this is going to be something we're going to reflect on, I think, over the next few weeks. Is that Many people are actually forecasting an earnings recession in the US, so two quarters, two consecutive quarters of negative earnings growth, which when you come coming on the back of last year when there was more than 20% earnings growth, um, it seemed on every quarter, at least the first three quarters, maybe even the fourth, that's uh, quite a staggering result. Actually, yeah, the first three quarters, not the fourth, uh, plus 20% uh, 20 plus percent earnings growth. Um, so now we're talking about an earnings recession. Well, that comes from two things. One is the fact that we saw staggering growth last year, but two, also from the fact that we had have witnessed a slowdown and we are expecting a slowdown this year so we've got a lot more companies reporting again next week Um, so it's going to be another knockout week without a doubt got 153 companies that's almost a third of the index but it's going to be more of a wide ranging uh, coverage rather than just main focus on the financial institutions we now come to an end of that kind of cycle and we go more broad ranging so i think next week's going to be a really interesting week from an earnings season perspective
0: And two central banks will be making announcements in the coming days as well.
1: Yeah, we're going to hear from the Bank of Canada and the Bank of Japan. The question is, I guess, how dovish are they going to be rather than what are they going to say because... We've seen a number of central banks now have become more dovish. The Fed has said they're not going to raise interest rates this year, or unlikely to, one, potentially next year. Uh, The ECB has taken a rate hike effectively off the table for this year, although you can never say for certain that these things are the case. The Bank of Canada is expected to very much follow suit from the uh, Federal Reserve in becoming more dovish. Now people seem to be expecting no rate hikes this year again, and one next year. Uh, From a markets perspective, looking at it right now, it seems that we're currently seeing their potential for no rate hikes this year at all actually and a 78% chance that we remain unchanged with the next rate hike coming obviously in 2020 so that's a bit again a big shift considering the pace at which Bank Canada like the Federal Reserve was actually raising rates previously from a Bank of Japan perspective the governor there Haruhiko Kuroda has been actually suggesting that we could actually see further stimulus um, as opposed to the end of stimulus uh, more recently so that kind of shows the direction of travel they're heading Again, following on from what the rba has recently suggested with regards to the next move potentially being a rate cut rather than a rate rise which again is a change to previous language this just just this overarching effect that we are seeing central banks now who are f- focusing more on stimulus uh, and less on tightening uh, and that shift could continue although Maybe we are just uh, uh, we are just experiencing a bit of a slowdown right now and uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see if in three months' time we're going to look back on this and reflect and say, well, we kind of got a bit too carried away with the slowdown story because really we haven't seen anything too dramatic yet. Told you it was going to be short and sweet. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. And a happy Easter. Happy Easter. That was
0: the Oanda Market Insights podcast. Have a great break.